नौ शिश कबाब Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey around the table I have Felix Bagram, Ben Gore and Halrod and you guys are in Undercliff you just planned a massive defensive situation because that place is about to be overrun with gnolls looking for the star of Mardor. We cut in now with you guys just arriving at the uh Tanner's Lodge, a scouting area that seems to have been well and truly poked by the Knoll party. And you guys are just arriving on the scene as two bowmen and one hyena, Harry, the scout that is there. So we've already rolled our initiatives and first up in our initiative combat tracker is Felix, you're up. Felix, you begin running across the area. You can see this open field uh, surrounded by a wooded clearing. You also see a tanning house uh, to your right. You can see a small hut that seems to have a small fire burning on the furthest side of it. You begin passing by the balcony that's overhanging a large hyena jumping up to try and harry the two people that seem to be there. One man shooting arrows and one woman carrying against the wall. What would you like to do? Spot the two bowmen in the tree line. And with my movement, I should be able to get to them. Run to the one on the left-hand side of me. And I'll like jump in the air and kick him. Because they're about 10 feet apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll connect my, well, I'm running towards them, I'll connect my Eskimo sticks together to make a bow staff. I'll jump up and kick the one on the left, plant my bow staff, and use it like a swing, ball swing, swing around and kick the second one. Like Very second good. Attacks. 23 for the first attack. That will hit. And 11. Ele- 11 will miss. So the first one you come across, you jump up and you kick him in the face and you definitely do some damage on that. Roll that one for me. And then you plant your stick and swing around. But as you do, and your foot comes flying, they're privy to you, and he ducks out of the way of the attack. So it was eight points of damage for the first one. I'm also going to use a key point to use stunning strike on that one. Okay, so he'll roll a saving throw. Wisdom, correct? Should be a wisdom, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, cunning. Uh, constitution. constitution. Okay, that does make a difference. It is 14. That is the DC. Okay, so they succeed. Cool. All right, well, that... Didn't go how I planned, so I'm going to use Flurry of Blows. Roll your Flurry of Blow attack. Uh, 19 for the first one. Mm-hmm. 24. Both hit. Roll your damage. 7 points for the first one and 12 points for the second. All right. So as you, what does it look like as you stun, like bash this guy after he dodges your kick? I As I kick the first one and bounce off, I sort of kick the only ducks over and I uh, land behind him and I'll just um, kidney punch him twice. Yep, and as you do, he looks insanely damaged. You watch as a piece of blood just spitters out of his mouth and both of their attacks then turn towards uh, you with their bows. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes. Sir. All right, that brings us to their turn. They are both going to turn around and attempt to attack you. So, so the one that you just punched, Stumbles back a little bit, wheels around like a hyena would and starts to dash towards one of the adjacent trees and pulls an arrow and starts to uh, attempt to shoot at you. But as he's leaving your range, you lash out to attempt to hit him. So roll your attack of opportunity. I'm not going to use my attack of opportunity. I'm going to let him go. Okay. So you let him go. Uh, The other one that you had previously kicked wheels around and unloads a bow uh, on you as well. 
So those two will both probably miss with a uh, 12. 12 is the highest one. Yep. Yep. So their second attack. <coughs> oh, only one will hit. 17 is the highest. 17 is my armor class. Okay. There's Which seven. I'll use my reaction to try and catch it. All right. Seven points of damage. Well, it's going to make 10 plus my D10, so I catch it. So you catch it, yeah, and you can choose whether you throw it back or not. I will, I, um, I will use the key point to throw it back at the one that I've done the most damage to. Yep. Which is the second, the one that's on the right. Yep. So you watch as you basically matrix dodge these two arrows that fly over you, and you watch as two more become sending your way. The first one embeds into the ground just next to you, and the last one comes straight at your face, but you're able to catch it. And you use the momentum of that arrow to then swing it around and throw it at the one on the other side of you. Roll your damage for that one. 15 to hit. That just hits. Oh, oh. Seven points of damage. How do you kill that one? Ooh, look at the one that's shooting me with the bow. I catch it and sort of without, without even turning to look away from the one that tried to shoot at me, I sort of just grab it, sort of flick it out back behind me and uh, it sticks the other one in the eye. Very good. It's at that moment the hyena will go. It will realize you're there, turn around, and it will run it will run towards you, Felix. You watch as it starts yipping as it's closing the distance on you. Uh, and it will attack you once with a bite, which will be a fifteen to hit. Ah, uh, misses. Alright, so as it goes to lash out to you, you hold both of its jaws in place and you're just sort of wrestling with it. It's at that point it becomes the townsperson's turn. He's gonna shoot a bow. And that arrow is going to miss. So you watch as it just wildly flies into the tree. And you watch as he quickly fumbles to try and uh, move the arrow back into its into its, its into its string to knock another. That brings us to Bengor's turn and then Alrod's turn. Okay. Can I yell out to the villager and just say, Just get out of here, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> you watch as the townsperson just sort of looks to you, nods, and gets the woman up. Who seems to be a, um, he looks about like 40 or 50 years old. And you watch as uh, he gets her up and they begin scaling down the the balcony and will move on his next turn. Okay, so since I'm not going to actually make it over there, I am going to pull out my longbow and fire at... Is it the knoll closest to me now? Yep. And I'm going to attack him. But I'm also going to use an extra attack too to fire another bow afterwards. So you go and load your longbow? Yep, 12. 12 unfortunately misses. You watch as it just shoots awry as Felix moves the head of this hyena. It sort of bumps your arrow out of the way. Roll a uh, second attack. Not 20. Damn. Beautiful. Uh, Roll your damage, please. 21. 21. All right, so 21 points of damage. As the first one misses, you get angry at yourself, but you're able to reload the bow. And as you reload the bow, you sort of point it towards the knoll, moving it slightly to the left and the right as it begins to sway and move, and you release it. And as you do, it hits it directly into the neck, a very, very wounding blow. It looks very rough as the blood begins to gush down. Is that your turn? Yes. All right, that brings us to Halrod's turn. So I'm going to move my full movement to get closer, and I will use the oath bow, and I'll attack twice. Mm-hmm. I'll aim one at the knoll, and I'll aim one at the hyena. So that is 17 plus... Six is twenty-three. That's uh, that's four damage. That still kills it. What would you like to? How would you like to kill it? Halrod realizes, takes a shot and realizes it just comes off it really well. But the knoll is already stumbling because it's injured, and it just catches it in the small of the back. And as it does so, you watch as it sort of 
pulls its shoulder blades back together, falls to the floor, and you watch as it begins to sort of claw in the direction away from the combat to try and escape. But as it does so, its last bit of energy is expended and it dies in its spot. Uh, that then brings us to uh, your second attack. Oi. Jeez. <laughs> um, that's also a 23. Yep, that'll hit. Five damage to the hyena. Okay, so five damage to the hyena. You feel it slightly weaken, Felix, as you are wrestling the mouth of this creature away from your own body. Bayagram, you're up. All right, uh, I see they've got it well in hand and there's only the hyena left, so I'm actually just going to do my uh, movement and action dash to see what the smoke and everything is around the side. All right, so you begin to wheel around the tanner's hut, and as you begin to make your way past the large tree that seems to be in the backyard, you can see lots of barrels of supplies. You can see tanning oils, you can see uh, various different leathers that seem to be sitting there, and you can see that the barrels have seemed to have caught on fire, and it's the fire is slowly growing. As you look at it as well, you can see that there seems to be what looks like almost like a smashed sort of vial that seems to be sitting at the side that seems to have exuded some sort of flammable oil. So you can imagine that. It's like Molotov type thing. Yeah, it was set by right. the, the knoll. Uh, is there anything around me that I could use to put it out? or Directly ahead of you, there seems to be a tanner's bench, and to the left of that you can see a massive barrel of water that seems to be used as part of the trade. All right, I can't you, bonus action mage, can I? No, but you can bonus action dash as a rogue and have your That's action. That's right, yep, cool, excellent. And then I'm going to use mage hand because I've gone as far as I can, but I'm going to try and get that barrel to move it over. Yeah, it's probably more than 10 pounds full of water, but I'll get you to roll a strength check. It's a high DC, but if you succeed, I'll allow it. Two. <laughs> All right, so you project this mage hand forward, an ability that you're still mastering and trying to get the hang of magic being new to you. And you watch as this green mage hand moves its way through, grabs the side of the barrel, and you try to lift it. And you watch as it moves probably about three inches off the ground and then tumbles back forward and half the water sloshes out. And you're just like, ah. Well, that's that's it for me. You watch as the fire begins to crackle as you're just standing there uh, <laughs> attempting to pull the barrel <laughs> over. I, this I is fine. I, I, pull, I pull out a, a uh, little loot and just start playing. Something <laughs> <laughs> burn. Uh, that then brings us to Felix's turn. Cool, cool, cool. I'm just going to make a attack against this here hyena. All right, so you're wrestling the jaws of this creature. You sling it to the right and watch as it snaps shut just over your shoulder and you ready yourself for your attack. That'll be a 23. That'll hit. Nine points of damage. So, yeah, you sling it to the side and as it snaps over your shoulder, you just elbow it in the side. Uh, still going. 21. 21 will hit. Five points of damage. Five points of damage. So it is still going as you uppercut it uh, again and it seems to be yelping every single time. Um, flurry of blows. Flurry of blows. Go for it. 14. Yep. Hit. 10 points. 10 points of damage. All right. How do you kill that one? I'll grab it by the jaws and I'll just tear its mouth open. Yep. So as it's been hit underneath the jaw by your elbow and uppercut it, it comes back down after it leaps off its hind legs to jump towards you. You grab it by the mouth, rip it open. You hear the bottom jaw crack. And as it does so, its body becomes lifeless and falls down to the side of you. It's at that point you guys all turn around seemingly in the silence and you hear just the crackling of fire and the struggling of the townspeople that seem to be trying to get off the balcony. It's at that point as well, we're out of initiative so you guys can act. Grab the barrel and put it out. All right, so you go and push the barrel over and as you do, you watch as the water washes over the equipment, squenching the fire, you just hear this and you guys begin to smell smoke as this white smoke travels across your vision. Interesting. But it does look like it was a... A scouting party and they've sent it out to see how weak we are 
can uh was it one of you uh, i just look over why don't you grab uh that green eye either on clothing or a patch or something just so we you just kind of like cut it out yeah we could just take it yep so you're able to cut it out of part of the leather work and you just toss it to bagram it's just a yeah three inch by three inch patch perfect Bingo, you were going inside? Yeah, I was going to look, see if there's anything inside. Yep. As you were walking past, you watch as the Tanner, the lady that's there that's on the roof, seems to be dangling, and the man seems to be, like, holding her by the waist and trying to get her down. Oh, you got it. And at that point, as you walk in, you watch as they also walk in with you, and uh, the gentleman says to you, Thank you so much for coming. I thought I had it under control, but I sent, I sent the other person that was with me for help. He came pretty quickly, and we moved as swiftly as we could. I'm, I'm Jai. Uh, this is Ison. She's She owns the house. I'm, I'm Bengo. The other dwarf that was with me is Halrod. The, uh, the cat is called Felix. And, and the rogue that was with us as well, he's uh, called Bergram. Well, you are welcome here anytime. And I, I tried my best to to stop them I I hope you don't think any less of me all you can do is try I won't think any less of you for trying to help and save these people we've heard whispers from the other outposts apparently this is not uncommon throughout the night since Vera sent us here they have been prodding our defenses trying to find the best way in it seems that way and you watch as uh, Ison begins moving towards you and she sort of puts a hand on your shoulder and she says thank you son Thank you so much. And she gestures for you to enter. And she says, Is there anything that I can fetch you or your friends? A glass of water? Or anything like that? Uh, I'm, I'm good for now. Thank you very much. It's at that point where the rest of you begin to meander around to the, the front of the house as well. Before I leave, could I ask to do a perception check? Yep, roll a perception check. He sees nothing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> there does not appear to be anybody on the horizon that you can see. As you look eerily out seems to be quiet and I, that um vial that was broken to start the fire is there anything evidence around there or is it basically just all been washed away roll when? investigation check 23 23 so looking at it you pick up the glass and you can see that it is quite well manufactured you can see the cork stopper in it as well seems to be quite well manufactured too these this is way too nice for a knoll to have made so you feel like it was raided uh, from a caravan or a passing peddler or something like that, but they have them. They didn't make them. Yeah. So, but it looks to you like a alchemist's fire, which you know is a sticky tar-like substance that catches magical flame, burns for a short time, but it does have the potential to spread quite it's quickly. Like else, yeah. So that may be a potential weapon that some more of them have. All right. Yeah, I go meet up with the rest, and it's a good thing we're using green wood because hopefully it won't burn as much. But they've they've got. Some vials of this, which is a alchemist uh, fire, which will basically burn nearly anything. Yeah, I don't know too much about alchemist fire. More or less, basically, let's make sure we have water around all the stations now, too, so we can kind of put it out quickly. All right, very good. Jai says to you all, I've I've tried to tell Ison to leave, but she refuses. She says this was her and her husband's home and their business, and she won't abandon it, So. If it's all the same to you, I'll stay to do my best to protect her during the fray and the battle. Oh, we can probably, yeah, if, if you're happy to keep it still as a bit of an outpost, um, if we can't I'll persuade you to leave. I'll send news whenever I can. 
you watch as Ison moves towards Felix and Bengor, who seem to be at the front of the possession. And she had gone missing for a little while and you heard some ruckusing, but she comes with a uh, a wrapped up sort of item in her hand. It's probably about one and a half meters long and it's just like wrapped up in this red cloth. She comes towards you guys and she says, I don't have much to repay you, but my husband, rest him, he, he used to be an adventurer. He has long since passed. These were his. If they can help... I know he would be proud that they are being put to good use again. And you watch as she unfurls them. And what you see is a pair of brilliantly made leather braces. You can see that they have these um, etchings in them that you know have arcane sort of swirlings and musings attached to them. Next to that and underneath that, you can see what looks like a pale blue slash silver longsword. You can see that it has this curving blade and as it opens, you can see that there is almost like a dry ice sort of frost coming off of it. And you can see that on the pummel is like a lion's head. You can see there's a golden eyes on the lion's head and there's this filigreed blue on the handle. And you watch and she says, these holds up the braces, kept him safe. And this, this was his blade. He called it the Frost Warden. She lays it onto the table for you guys to take. Obviously, the sword's mine. <laughs> and, I, and, I go, and I go for the braces. As you pick them up, you sort of in, inspect them, and you get a um, you get an arcane feeling from them straight away. It's like a static buzz. Do you guys need the longsword? I have I have the oath bow. Bangor, do you need the sword? Uh, I mostly use my bow, and I've got a vicious rapier. Yeah, Bangor, and I will graciously. Except this sword. As you touch it, you run your hands along the uh, the handle, and as you grasp it, this blue glow sort of moves around your hand and up the blade, and you feel this frost sensation sort of move up your forearm. It is a, a beautifully constructed blade, and you watch as it's light in your hand, and as you move it through the air and carve it, you can see there is this blue glow that seems to follow it, almost like an arcing uh, energy. You watch as Jai sort of looks towards you and says, I'll set up some some traps around the, the outskirts of the area. The, um, who is it who kind of came running back to get us? Was uh, that? that was Grulvin. Grulvin, yeah. We'll send him back here as well to use as a runner for you, and that way you can you can protect the area. The boy is and quick. And use him as a, as a runner. The boy is indeed quick. He, he was the champion of the last festival games. Well, we can definitely use his speed then. Well, I also suggest maybe lighting some fires around to I will, I will stop do any so. sort of ambush. You watch as uh, Ison says, We can light some torches. They won't be hitting the tanners anymore. You guys make your way back towards the village, and it's probably just coming up to midday now. As you begin heading back from the battle, from the adrenaline of the, of the farm attack from Cormiers and from all of this happening, you finally get a moment of down and peace. And you realize you guys are insanely tired. You all suffer a point of exhaustion having not rested. Lovely. And as you begin moving back towards the town of Undercliff, you watch as you move towards the town center. You can see Vera standing outside the Mardol Sanctuary and the town hall directing people this way and that. 
You even see Melnan Wargon, who seems to have doffed his armor and is chopping pieces of wood into length for the townsfolk to turn into pikes. You can also see uh, Stag, who seems to be helping dig a ditch, and you can see various people interweaving themselves around uh, different areas, and you can see them like practicing firing bows. You can see townsfolk just swinging swords at each other, and it's very um, methodical, like one, two, three like a, a left-hand swing, a right-hand swing, and a stab. A left-hand swing, a right-hand swing, and a stab. It seems to be very basic training that's occurring. With um, basically kind of our tiredness, is it still the old guy who's kind of leading most of the training now that we've left? He seems to have taken a shift off. Yeah. But he, so they, they are working in shifts kind of thing? Yeah. So resting and kind of working? All right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just basically, those doing the defenses, I'll let them know kind of just to get barrels of water near all the barricades and Kind yep. of in regular areas, so kind of give them that instruction. Yep. And then basically tell the group, hey, uh, I'm just going to go meditate for a bit. Yeah. And I suggest you guys go rest as well while we have some downtime. Um, and I'll let the militia know to, to northern, western, and eastern sides and just leave the southwestern area Open. less guarded by perception. Make it seem like an easier target. Okay. So as you guys begin ordering these villages around, he watches Melnan walks up to you. He wipes the sweat off his brow and he looks towards all of you and he says, You all look like shit. You need to take a rest. Thanks. I've got things covered from here. Let's do it. Well, before I rest, I want to go and talk to Vera. As long as you take your eight hours. And you watch as he begins walking away from you. The rest of you begin to bed down as Bengal moves towards Vera. Vera stands talking to somebody and you wait patiently for her to finish. And once she does, she turns to you and says, Master Bengal. I need a favor to ask of you. Of course. If things don't plan out quite well here, can you please deliver this to this address? I'll just pull out a handwritten letter with a, in an envelope and hand it to her. You'll take it. I just need it to be delivered if it, everything goes sideways here and I don't make it it's addressed to mine and Harold's parents he nods and says I'll make sure it finds its mark it's good that you're making preparations for the worst but please try and keep your mind on the best outcome as long as I've got these three with me I know we'll do do well it's just I like to plan for in case something goes wrong. At least then I know I've let them know. He nods. And you watch as she grabs both of your shoulders and she puts her forehead on your forehead. You get the feeling that this is a religious greeting of farewell or gratitude. And she leaves it there for a moment, takes it away and she says, you must rest. You look weary. She touches your cheek. I'll, I'll go and rest. I'm tired. All right. And at that, you're all able to sleep, rest, and your bodies hit your various beds and pillows, feeling quite thankful for the opportunity. However, a, a feeling of nervousness sits in your belly, not knowing when these vicious creatures will attack, having some idea of where they may attack from, and wondering how much time you have. So you take a long rest.
Felix, as you as you wear these braces, you sort of begin sort of pumping with them, sort of standing in in the corner of the room, sort of shadow boxing. And as you do, and you hit the 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 wall, you feel this golden glow move across you, as if you are arcanely protected in some some means. Bengor, as you go to sleep, holding this new blade, the coldness that you once felt from it begins to subside and it just feels warm. You essentially have a frost brand, frost brand longsword, but you watch as this blue glow surrounds you as you hold it, and it seems to attune to your will. I'm going to give it a nice new name. I think I might call it Frostbite. All right, so as you swing it, you've made the sword your own as you watch it dance in the manner that you choose. As you all awaken, you can see the sun beginning to set. And as it does so, you awaken to find all of the townsfolk seemingly in position. You watch as Melnon has situated himself towards one of the barricades to the southeast in a way that sort of obscures him from initial view. You watch as the griffins seem to be perched atop the Mardol's sanctuary, uh, hiding in their place, and you can see stags with them. It's at that point as well you can see various militia in different points across the town. The rest of the place is a ghost town. As the sun begins to set, everybody seems to be quiet and all eyes seem to be on the horizon. You wait. It takes some time. And as night begins to fall and people begin to snack and eat, you then watch. Is there appears to be movement on the horizon. As you watch this dark shadow begin to move across your vision, all of you facing the south, you see from the tree line some torches begin to illuminate. Like a snake of light through the forest. You see silhouetted these knolls moving from the south and then turning northward to head towards the town. You see most of them begin to sit and are situated and then, in the silence, under the light of the moon and the stars, you hear this bickering, this laughing and this howl. And as it does so, you hear bickering coming from the east and the west as well and you watch as similar howls, almost like they're coordinating in their manner. You hear those howls from the east and the west and also the north, seemingly less populated than those from the south. It's at that point there's silence again as the militia seem to stir. As Melnon looks towards all of you who are, I imagine is situated at southeast. Look towards this area. Melnon turns around and says, well, they're here. What gave you that idea? The unnerving presence that's moving across my spine And I um, send Newton up with his kind of night vision and just kind of just see how many are out to the southwest. Yes, you may. As you fly Newton outwards, you perch him on a tree next to the firelight. And most of you can probably see there's probably about 10 or so fire torches around. But Newton, roll a perception check, please. Is he an owl? Yeah, he's an owl. He has advantage on this. 
uh, 29 on that. Okay, so looking above, you can sort of count and see there's probably about 18 to 20 knolls uh, to the southeast. So east or west? Southwest, sorry. Yeah, we've got about half of the knolls. Yeah, do I see, oh yeah, do I see any of the big ones? Like you even do see the, the the big knoll. There's one of them, one of the the biggest the one biggest that you've seen. Yep, that seems to have wielded the large spear-like glaive. He's there, and you can see he's still got that pauldron on his shoulder of the um, bugbear skull. Yep, I wheel Newton around to the east, and then kind of just do a big loop around to the west. What do I see on the two sides there as well? Roll a perception check again with advantage. Uh, Twenty-one. So to the west, you wheel him around and there doesn't appear to be any torchlight in that area. So it's it's a little bit harder to see, but nestled in one of the smaller valleys, you do see a pack of five gnolls seeming to, to wait there to the west. None of, none of the captains? <clears throat> it doesn't appear to have any of the captains there. Yep. Towards the east, you can see a pack of three. There does appear to be one captain there. And then towards the north, you can see 11. And there seems to be two captains there. All right. Um, so, yeah, I come back out of Newton's eyes. All right. The main group is exactly where we thought they'd be, uh, to the southwest there across the fields. Uh, and that's where the big, big, big one is. Um, we've got a few to the east and west, but we've got, also got another kind of well, biggish group, about 11 to the north with a couple of captains too. How do we want to play this, guys? I say we send the uh, the good old captain of the guard up north to deal with the larger of the smaller groups. Melnon and the other Griffin Rider and some of their militia. And then Stags and myself can go and bolster the militia to the north, east, and the west, and that leaves you four to defend southeast when they make their move. There are enough traps around this area to assist you if that is what you need. That's, that's what I'm kind of hoping to... M- narrow or dwindle their troops down by doing a few traps. I don't think that Vera and the militia to the north will be able to take 11 on their own. No. If, no, I, I don't. Do, I agree. Can you help them or are you just going to do the east and west? I'll help them to the north. I'll send stats yep. east and west. And you watch as he begins making his way running towards. You watch as he whistles and you watch as stags from the roof grabs both of the griffins and all three of them jump off. And whilst she's in descent, she flicks around the neck of the griffin into the saddle and starts riding off. And you watch as Melnon begins at a run. <laughs> Melnon begins at a run and you watch as he jumps up in the air, grabs the bridle and swings himself around and both of them <laughs> flap off towards the north. Brilliant. When they come, focus fire on the big knoll. If we can take him down, we might create a power vacuum. Knoll shish kebab. Yep. Also, does anyone actually have the ability to make illusions so at that you begin to watch towards the northwest you see tiny flickers of light beginning to emanate first 10 then 15 then 20 you watch as these small firefly like lights are moving around almost at torso level you then watch as they're pointed upwards and then you watch as all 20 of those small get undercover Everyone get down! You watch as they're released, and almost an instant, you watch as these fire arrows swoop through the air, moving across the tree line and land directly onto different areas of the town. 
you can see that some are hitting thatched roofs and as they hit, you watch as fires begin to burn. You can see that one of them hits a barrel. You can see that many of them begin to be pierced. I need all of you to roll dexterity saves with advantage because there was a warning. <laughs> I'm like the movie Hercules with the rock. I'm that old guy right now. <laughs> I got a 21. 17. And Felix? Uh, I got 12. <laughs> okay. As you guys are waiting in this area, you watch as the fire begins to illuminate on the edge of the arrows. You watch as fires begin to land around you and start to illuminate. Bengal, you take this opportunity to duck underneath one of the tables that seem to be hidden there. Uh, Halrod, you move behind a barrel. Bayagrim, you just do this roll and dodge one of them and you watch as Felix is standing there, open arms, eyes closed. <laughs> you, watch as all- <laughs> you watch as all of the arrows begin to fall around him and you watch as one of them hits him directly into the foot. You take three points of damage. Am I able to use my reaction to catch it? Yes, you can. As you open your <laughs> eyes, you see that it is heading towards your foot and you basically use your foot to kick it up into the air and then catch it with your hand. You throw it to the ground after blowing out the fire, just then throw it. And it's at that point you hear the yipping and the yapping begin to move forward and you hear three words being chanted over and over again in Nolish as they're beginning to move forward. Almost in a growl, you just hear this... And you watch as they begin moving. As a sort of a brief bite, can as soon as I see the main big null, can I hunt as Marky? You sure can. You watch as they begin to move past the tree line, their torches illuminating their vicious and snarling faces. You can see them war painted up with this green energy. And Bayagrim, you get this chill coming from the back of your spine as you watch the main one's green eyes begin to flicker green with this electrical static energy moving off of him and you can see this black smoke just swirling after every step as this main massive knoll drags a glaive towards the town it's at that point to the east and the west and the north through the rest of the village you start to hear the sounds of battle the starts of screaming the sounds of smoke uh sorry the sounds of basically conflict beginning to occur you hear the sounds of arrows being loosed you hear the sounds of buildings being crushed you can hear just yapping and conflict. Quickly, just look in my bag and that, that puzzle pyramid that held the hungering blight. Is it doing anything magical? No, no this is kind of getting a little bit Roll close. Roll an arcana check. 21. As you open your bag, your fingers nervously move around until you find that puzzle. That piece of equipment that's haunted you. Your largest mistake. You see it still in its open position almost floral-like in its opening as the pieces of the pyramid are folded down. As you touch it, you feel this green flash just move through your vision and you're almost blinded by it. And you move your hand away quickly, almost like being zapped. And you look at it and you can see that it starts to ebb just slightly. This small green energy that seems to be moving through it. I just make sure it's quickly accessible. Mm-hmm. It's either in the pocket of the bag or kind of pocket in the cloak. Get ready for the fight. Yep, so from your bag... You get that zap and then you just muscle through it, grab it, pocket it into your cloak so it's easily accessible and swing your bag back over your shoulder. It's at that point all of you begin to watch as these gnolls just look towards their leader and you watch as there's a silent, the chanting, the stops. And you watch as the big one holds up his glaive, yips into the air and you watch as the rest of the 19 that seem to be with him start to rush forward all of them on all fours just start snarling and yapping and running 
It's at that point as well you watch as three of them begin to shoot arrows uh, into the air. So the first one is 18 on you, Felix. That now misses. Very well. So you watch as Um, the arrow hits you in the chest, and as it does so, it explodes in like golden sparks as it hits your protective field. So you watch as both of them begin to, they all just fire at a building, and you watch as they do so, flames begin to erupt in in the different area, and you start to feel and see more clearly because the glow of the town seems to be erupting now. It's at that point as they begin to run, they cross that open field and you can see them sort of moving through the different spikes and poles that you have placed out. You can see as well that they begin to run and as they hit your trap line, a group of them, a mass of six of them begin to run and you watch as one of them falls into this pit and then starts to be impaled by these spikes and you watch as five then follow in afterwards. You hear this yap, you hear this cry of pain as they begin to fall in and you watch as 14 then continue their assault forward. What are you guys doing in terms of setting these traps, arming these traps? What are you guys doing to thin this herd? They begin running towards Uh, you. As they get close to a fire line, I'll just try and shoot a fire arrow at it. Roll an attack. I think I'll do the same too. I'll fire my bow. Yep. Nine. Dirty 20. Okay. So two out of three of the arrows after you had lit them as three of you then stand in this cornered area, illuminate your arrows, fire them off, and uh, Beogram, your one just hits to the side of the trap. However, Halrod and Bengor, yours both hit and you watch as the line just begins to snake and illuminate in flame. Half of the entry point being cut off, which funnels the rest of the knolls around almost into a two by two file as they're coming into the town center. And you watch as part of their being is continually on fire as they begin to push through that flame despite being on fire. Their ravenous nature not seeming to end. You watch slowly, silhouetted by the flame, almost like a dark shadow. You watch as the largest knoll slowly steps forward. You can see him through the fire as it flicks. You can see him silhouetted by the light of the moon. And you watch as he then turns to enter. It's at that point as well, you hear a large shriek, a bird-like shriek coming from the east. You can assume that something may have happened to the griffin. And it's at that point as well, you watch as these knolls are beginning to rush into the town square. As they enter the town square, you watch as they then disperse. What are you guys doing? I would like to match pace with them and with the front row of the fire traps that break down when they start funneling in, I want to sort of be five feet back from those fire traps. But as they're running across, I want to hit the first one that steps within five feet or within range with me. Okay. So you watch as they're beginning to charge and disperse. Felix then gets on all fours and runs towards these knolls. And as you do so, you sort of park yourself five foot near this fired flame and you start to pound people left, right and center to see if you can smash them into the area. Can I use my mage hand to kind of see if I can grab some of the fire and kind of look it at some of the ones that are running past? As yeah, well? I'll say that you can grab some of the tinder down below and you can grab it and then just sort of flick it. I am actually going to pull out my... Uh, my two long swords, mm-hmm. the frostbite, and I'm going to get ready and charge at some of these knolls that are coming in. All right, so you begin to stand in the bottleneck with both of your swords drawn as you sort of cross them in front of your body and you just stand there fierce and billowing. Halrod? Uh, Halrod looks directly at the knoll, um, the leader in the background, and says to him, swift death to those who have wronged me. And at that, you watch as this green energy moves across your form and charges into your bow. You also watch Felix as your hunter's mark, an orange flare occurs. You watch as well as this 
entity begins moving forward and as it moves, it's almost like it brings the darkness with it. Any light that seems to be around it is sucked into this void and this swirling black smoke seems to be getting bigger and bigger and all you can see are these green crackling eyes. Bagram, you see that and you are fearful. If you punch this individual, you retract some energy from the flame that's around you and you sort of expel it out in this arc and you watch as it burns from you and spreads from you in an arcing motion covering these three. They seem to be prepared for it, however. Yep, so they'll take half the damage. So roll 2d6 and halve it. 14, reduce to 7. All right, so as you do, you watch as one of them, the one that you had been punching, immediately falls and is engulfed in flame, falls and begin its pelt begins to smolder in front of you. The other two, however, are lit, and you watch as they turn away from you and begin to run into the town. Uh, so at the moment, you're bottlenecking a lot of them, but a few of them begin meandering off into the town, almost like entering the area where you had set the traps and then diverting directly into the village's uh, homesteads. So you watch as fires begin to erupt in those particular areas as you do so. Bengal, one of them immediately runs up towards you. Because you're standing there ready, I'll allow you to attack first if you would like to. So roll two d20s and add your longsword bonuses. 19. 12. One will hit. So the first one you uh, swing across. I'll say that's with your regular longsword. As you swing it across horizontally, it just dodges its face out of the way and it goes to then begin to strike you with its claw. But as it does so, you stab it with the uh, frostbite if you'd like to roll your damage for that. Eight. And you watch as this blue searing frost moves across its body. And as it does so, you watch as it reels back, but then it takes its strikes at you. It's going to hit you, attempting to hit you twice with claws. So the first one's going to be a 17. Miss. Second one is going to be less than that. So you watch as the two claws slash across your armor. The first one hits your armor, but doesn't do any damage. And you watch as you just shoulder barge the next one, and he just slashes the front of your arm, which doesn't phase you too much. The ones that seem to be funneling towards you, seem to have been thinned out to the point where as you look around you watch into the residential areas and you can probably spot about four there may be more knolls than that just sort of meandering around the residential area and some of them still seem to be pushing forward what do you guys like to do i am still going to continue my attacks trying to thin out the knolls as i can or at least injure them to the point where they can be picked off yep i'm gonna keep focusing my attack on the um on the big knoll. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to hold the line and try and keep as many of them funneled towards me as possible. Yep. And Bagra? Um, same thing. I'm just going to kind of get up onto kind of a bit of a higher ground where they can't okay. hit me easy. And it's at that point, Rod, you haven't had an attack yet, so I'll let you make a perception check because you saw your sworn enemy and then you watched as this fire begins to erupt forward and as it moved across your area... It's almost like it sort of dipped into shadow. So roll a perception check to see if you know where they are. 23. Okay, so you see it beginning to walk across the face of your fire trap, almost as if it's heading towards the east. And it doesn't seem to be entering the town, but it seems to be slowly moving its way east instead of falling for your your ploy as it's seen its allies crumble. So I'm going to take the opportunity to load up um, two of my arrows. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to level and map him. Go for it. Roll two attack. So the first one is a 19. And the second one is a nat 20. Beautiful. Roll your damage, please. So that is 18 on the first roll. So that's a total of... 28 for the first hit. No, 20. Oh, yeah, 28. Total. First hit. And then the second one, which was the... Nat 20. Nat 20. Not as good, but still good. 
39 total damage from two attacks. You watch as you flick your beard to the side, loose one. It moves through and you watch as it gets this green golden lie as it does so and you pin this one in the shoulder and as you do it sort of snarls and looks towards you, snaps the arrow off and throws it to the ground. He's probably like 300 feet away from you as you do. And then the next one you release and you aim it true and as you do so you watch it get him right into the clavicle almost like a perfect grouping. And as you do, you watch as he leaves that one in, snarls at you and barks and he gets down on all fours and starts to run further east. It's at that point you watch as he ducks behind a tree line and starts to disappear. 65 total damage. Felix, you can sense because your hunter's mark is in place that he starts to run towards the east and he seems to be heading towards the sounds that you can hear conflict occurring toward the east as you guys are thinning this herd out. As you begin to look around, you watch as no more seem to be appearing through the firing line and both of you guys who are engaged with one, Felix having two and Bengor having one, you watch as both of the ones that are engaged with you are going to come and try and attack you. So the first ones is going to be the highest is a 16, which misses. So both of them come with their slashes and go to go towards you, holding your hands crossed with the braces in front like Wonder Woman style. And the next one's the highest one again is a 16. So you dodge four attacks as these creatures are lashing towards you. Golden sparks being shot off from the left and the right as your defense is perfectly in place. Bengor, the one that's attacking you that just got hit by the frostbite, uh, that's only five points of damage. So five points of damage, you watch as the slash misses and that bites down on your shoulder, just between your neck and your, your shoulder blade, and it rips a portion of your skin off, but it doesn't seem to hurt you with the adrenaline and the fear of the combat running through your veins, and you watch as it's still there trying to attack you as best that it can. Bayagrim, you jump up onto the top and you can survey the area. Roll a perception check for me. So looking around, you look towards the east and you can see from the east, the thing that you notice most is you see a broken and crumpled griffin. Its wings askew, its feathers on fire, and you can see a varying number of militia sort of standing there, backed up against it that seem to be sort of fighting three or so gnolls that seem to be harrying them. You do also see Stag, the city guard woman, seems to be there with a longsword leading that fray. You look towards the north, and as you look towards the north, you can see Melnon just sweeping left and sweeping right. And as he does so, you watch as the Griffin's Talons just rake through these knolls and knocking them to the side. And as they get up, you watch as the townsfolk just sort of fire arrows down upon them, almost laying them to waste. And you watch as he then comes by a second sweep. So you feel like the northern section seems to be pretty well manned um, with Melnon and Vera there. You also see these green bolts of light and these vines begin to grow from the ground as Vera begins casting these spells and, and tying these gnolls to the ground, basically. Towards the west, you do see some gnolls beginning to overrun some of the militia and you watch as they begin to sort of separate through and um, into the residential, mixing with some of the, the people that then seem to be just burning different areas of the town. You guys look towards the various combat areas that you have in your sights. And you can see that some of them, three gnolls in particular, begin running towards the temple of the Sanctuary of Mardol. And you watch as they get fiery arrows and they, three of them begin to loft them towards and will attempt to start a fire there. Is the What's the temple made out of? Wood. Wood. Uh, oh. You are on top of that temple. Yep. I figured as much. Uh, all three of them will hit and as they do you watch as one of the arrows smashes the windows and starts to fire on the inside as two of them start on the roof probably about 20 feet away from you Bagram 
we'll roll our initiative. Can I also just send a message to Mel- Melnon, just basically saying once you're done there, uh, head east to help? Yep. I'm a little busy, but it's noted. I'll head there as soon as I can. As these gnolls begin to approach, you watch as a few of them begin to break from your trapped area and start to head towards the Sanctuary of Mardol. And as they do, you all break from your positions and go towards them to try and quell them. Three of them had just lofted arrows to start fires on this area and another three of them just start to rush to try and pillage, search. They seem random in their attack. It's at that point we have Bengor going first, followed by Halrod. Well, am I close enough to use that ability to maybe put the fires out? You can see that there are fires around you. There's probably two of the fires that were started that you could probably put out that seem to be on the roof. The one, however, that smashed through the window and started the blaze on the inside, you probably couldn't get to. But you could possibly use your blade to do that if you wanted to. And would that be classed as one of my actions? or I'll say it's a bonus action to do. Okay, so, well, I'll do that and actually try and put out some of the fires that are on the the roof and at least try and put some of them out. Yep, so you watch then as you raise this sword into the air, this beautiful glowing blue sword that you'd just gotten. What does it look like as you use this ability for the first time for everybody else? So, with this ability, when I hold it up in the air, I'm actually going to rub my fingers across the blade, and when I get to the end, I go and tap it. And you watch as this blue energy coupled with snowflakes and fractals just emanates from you. This blue wind just whips around and you watch as the fire just starts to be extinguished. It's at that point as well, you are surrounded in this glowing blue light and you can see that from your hands, they're sort of blue and the fractals sort of move down your forearms as well. If there are any gnolls in or or around me, I'm going to go and attack them. So you can see that there are probably a group of three that seem to have loaded bows before. They're probably about 20 feet away from you as you begin running forward. I'm going to run forward and try and attack two of them. Are you attacking with one sword or two? I'm going to still use two. Okay. First one is 19. Yep. 15. 15. Both of them hit. First one is eight. Four. As you swipe these two individuals, you watch as they start to become harried by you and they turn around with their bows. Alrod, you're up, followed by Felix after that. Uh, I'm going to load up two arrows and aim at the two gnolls that my brother, in, uh, that Bangor engaged. Yep, go for it. The first one is a 22. Mm-hmm. So he's not my mortal enemy, so I can only roll a d8 plus three against him. So that's going to be six damage. And then the second one is going to be a 19. That will hit. A 11. Good. So the second arrow hits its mark. That one's looking very, very rough as it's been struck by Bengor and now yourself. That comes to Felix's turn. You turn around and can see Bengor engaging with the two creatures that seem to have lofted arrows into the temple. And you standing by this fireside just begins to turn around and start to, to help in this situation as well. I will head around... And I'll attack the third one that hasn't been damaged yet. You attach your quarter staff together and you hit the one that seems to have not taken any damage yet. Roll your attack. 12 unfortunately misses. So you go to swipe, but as you do, you watch as the knoll puts a forearm up and it's almost like hitting a trunk of a tree. So I'll use my extra attack. 
attack again. Yep. 18. 18 will hit for your damage. That's a five. Five points of damage as you hit him across the other side of the face. He seems oddly resistant to your powers, man. <laughs> you can see that he just growls it off. And you hear them say something in Nolish that sounds to you like... I'm going to assume that's a taunt, and I'm going to be very upset about that. <laughs> Two of their turns. So you watch as one of them begins to run forward. He's going to use his sudden rush ability to run 60 feet. You watch as he busts through the door, and as he busts through the door, he then begins to run forward and disappear into it using dash dis- um, and movement. And then you watch as the second one begins to follow doing the same. So both of them begin to rush through the doors. You watch as the doors, having been locked and barred, just begin to, to bust open. I'll actually see if they can make it through first. Both of them do get enough strength to bust through it, and they, they run and charge forward. The other, they've used all their movement and everything like that to do that. Uh, that then brings us to Bagram's turn. As you stand on the roof, you can see, you, you watch them move past you from your elevated position and go inside. You can also see that there seems to be four of them left outside being harried by your teammate. What would you like to do? I think we just need to finish up the ones outside because if we don't, they're going to go inside too. Um, I can see the ones that are kind of by Bangor and... You sure can, yeah. Yeah, Uh, You're on the elevated position of the roof there and you can see like the semicircled entryway sort of is alcoved a little bit, which allows you a really good insight into these these guys that are attacking from from Uh, below. Then I'm just going to... Yeah, take a, yeah, just the short bow, take a shot at the, is there one that kind of looks very injured? Yes, you can see one of the ones that Bangor is fighting and the one that was hit with arrows from Halrod looks extremely rough. All right. Like he's fighting ferociously, however, he is still. I'm going to try, because I can use my sneak attack, I'm going to try hit the other one mm-hmm. that's not quite as damaged, um, seeing if I can kind of take him down. Go for it. Yeah, just move on. all right so at that point you watch as the arrow misses its mark and you watch as newton you feel like eyes looking towards you in its owl form and shakes his head (laughs) to the other knoll's turn so all right you watch as all four of them then begin to rush towards almost swarm like they rush towards bangor and they move around felix you watch as one of them ducks underneath your blade and you see them beginning to attack this creature that they appear to perceive as the larger threat. So all four of them are going to attack Bangor three times. <laughs> Sorry, brother. The highest is going to be a 14. Oh, this is- all right. Oh, that's so lucky. The next, all three, the ho- fuck me, the highest is going to be an eight. Damn. So you've dodged six attacks. I have a 13 and a 20. 20 will hit. So one hit so far out of nine attacks. And that one there is a 20 and one is a 17. 20 will hit. Okay, so two attacks hit out of 12. That's a boss-ass moment right there. One attack does 13 points of piercing damage. And the next attack does six points of piercing damage. So 19 points of piercing damage total. For the rest of you, what you see are these four gnolls just absolutely going to town on Bangor. You watch as he sort of ducks down in almost fetal position like but you can see him like swinging his blades as best that he can and pushing one off and you see one of them jump up over the top of it almost like that scene in Lion King where they're all matching on Scar and you can see and hear a blast of pain coming from Bangor as some of them attack and you Halrod begin to get hit with fear 
as your brother is swarmed and out of your vision because so many bodies are attacking him. That is all of their turns. That then brings us to Bengal. You're up. What are you going to do? I'm going to, with the amount of strength I have, I'll actually just attack him with my swords. So I'll say in the motion of your attacks, your attacking stance and strategy is to try and move them away from your body. So roll your two attacks, please. 18 will definitely hit. So roll your damage for one of these. Four. Four points of damage. That's enough to kill it. So you watch through your flurries. You're just swinging your blades as best you can. You guys hear the chinking of iron and you watch as frost blast begins to strike through. And through the fray, you watch as one of the bodies of the knoll just gets kicked and skirted out of the, the fray. And you watch as it's just like dead with an, a large icy slash across its torso. Then no, I'll, I won't move. I won't move. I'll stay there. All right. So you watch as the three of them still harrying you. You sort of bunker down, stay where you are, and do the best that you can to survive the oncoming uh, attacks. Halrod, you're up, followed by Felix after that. All right, so you watch as Halrod begins moving forward, uh, charging into the fray. Going to yell at the uh, the gnolls. Like, Oi, you ugly third fox. I'm over here. I'm guessing you're trying to intimidate. So roll a persuasion check, I guess. Uh, that would be a... Ooh, my persuasion's quite high, so this could be good. No, it's not. Uh, I lied. <laughs> uh, 17. <laughs> All right, so as you look at them, you're not even sure if they understand your language, let alone whether they took any notice of you. They continue their assault and strike. It's the tone that matters. All right, now <laughs> I'll level my two attacks at the, um, the next most buggered up. So you can see another one that seems to have strike marks on it from Bangor that looks pretty rough and roughened up. 21, 17. Both will hit. Roll your damage for both. Uh, 11. And how do you kill that one? I just load up the arrows two at a time on the oath bow and draw back the string and say, get the hell away from my brother and fire the arrows at his back. All right. And then you watch as both of them perfect grouping into base of the, the neck. He falls directly forward slumps onto the your back Bangor and you just grab him by the front and just flip him back over and you go to strike him but he's already dead you, as he rolls over to reveal two of Halrod's arrows in his back that then brings us to Felix's turn you got this you got uh, this. so I'm going to do two attacks on the one that's next to me yep so he had previously ducked underneath you ignoring you to get to Bangor so you take this opportunity to take this opening and do some damage oh yes thank god so the First attack will be a 16 plus 7, 23. And the second one's a natural 20. Two hits. Eight points for the first one. 20 points of damage. For the 20 one. points of damage. How do you kill that one as it's ducked and left you basically unattended? How do you kill it? Because Noll sort of have that sort of hunch sort of back. I'm going to jump up onto its back and just smack down on, uh, and smack down onto its head. Very good. So you jump onto its back, smack down on its head, and as it does so, you hear that crack, and you watch as its spine comes out from the bottom of its neck and just cracks through the skin. Nice. It falls to the floor dead as well. You watch as its tongue lolls uh, out onto the floor. I will then use my movement, since there's no enemies directly in like within range of me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my feline agility, and I'm going to run into the door using my bonus action to yell it to Bagram to follow me inside. So 90 feet will get you just to the base of the door there? 
All right, so you watch as Felix begins running across the courtyard of the Temple of Mardol. And as you do, you begin looking up to where Bagram is, and you can see him loading and lofting arrows as quickly as he can. Bagram, let's go inside and get the others. Sounds good. Let's do it. Felix has had his turn. It's those two guys' turn. You don't know what happens in there, but Felix, you begin to hear smashing, and you watch as smoke begins to billow out of the door. Uh, that is their turn. Bagram, you're up. Yep. Can I move inside from one of those windows or anything like that too? Or is there just, there's nothing because I'm on the roof? Yep. So as you turn around, you go through one of the windows yep. and you find yourself in a room that appears to have five or so couches in it. And it's, it's almost like a sitting room. And you can see that there is a uh, a table across one side that has sort of plants so in it's, it. It's like a second floor. Kind it's of like thing? a second right. floor. I probably don't want to go through that then. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So just like look around me. So how far is it to the ground from there? It's probably about 40 feet. It's a tall structure. Yeah, right on. Okay. You can scale down because at the front there is windows that yep. seem to be about 20 feet off of the floor. They just kind of limit my movement, that's all. Yeah. So you could run towards the window, Yeah. see what's I'll, inside, um, and then... I'll, I'll do that. So I'll, I'll go down towards the window, inside, see if I can see them inside from right. that position, and then basically if, if I do... Take a shot straight away. Roll a uh, acrobatics check for me. Six. Six. Okay, so I'll say that you make it to the window, and as you make it towards the window, you sort of sling yourself inside, holding onto the window frame, but as you do, you sort of slip, and as you slip, you fall inside. You take nine points of bludgeoning damage and are prone on the floor. As you bash onto the floor inside... You look around and you can see the whole place filling with smoke. You can see the stone dais that leads up onto the procession where you know the entry point to where the star is located is is sitting. Roll a perception check, I'll say, with disadvantage. It's 11. 11. So you do see two sort of shadowy figures moving through, but they're moving very, very quickly and it gets hard to breathe in here. Has the like dais been moved or anything or do they just... That's just- Nope. Yep, okay. You just look towards it knowing that that's where it is. That's where you can't let them get to. Yep. But the movement seems erratic, like they're looking for something. They have no idea what... what, All right. what. So can I still use my action to kind of get to my feet again? You've only or used 20 feet of your movement before you fell. Yep. So you can use half of what's left to get up, which I believe is... Uh, 10. 10 left. So you can use 5 feet to get up, and then you'll have one square 5 feet of movement left. All right. I'll do a, a hide action in the smoke and ready a... Short ball attack for as soon as I see either of them. Okay, so roll a stealth check and you just load a bow, hold it horizontally and just search through the smoke to see if you can see one. Uh, 18 plus 9, 27. There we go. Stealth, I got I got stealth, don't worry. <laughs> that one's good. <laughs> so you begin hiding Bagram. Yep. You watch Felix from your perspective. Bagram hung on the gutter slid down a partial part of the wall and began running across and you think, wow, that looks so dope. And then you like watch him swing inside the window and then you hear this clutter and this crash and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, Noel outside's turn. He is going to continue his assault on... Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, 24, 23, and a 19. Oh, damn. All hit. All hit, okay. I'm like, I have one left. You guys got it. <laughs> Nine points of damage. As one of as it slashes you, the next one is five points of damage as it slashes again, and the last one, which is a bolt, wrong dice. The last one, which is a bite, five points of damage. 
But you watch as it just slashes towards you, bites upon your arm as it begins to assault you even further. You were... You watch at that point as he begins to howl, in, like into the air, and you can hear some calls around the town coming from the east and the north that seems to mimic that as well. Bengal's turn. Well, I am actually going to... Well, I'm actually going to try and attack it first. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to sheath one of my... The, the great sword and keep my frostbite out. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use that double-handed. Okay. How'd we go? Not good. 11. 11 unfortunately misses. So weakly you sort of swing and hit the ground as you do so. And you watch as this knoll begins to drool over your body that's now sort of slumped. Your fur's across your your body soaked in blood. And you can see various slashes across your armor. Well, I'm going to try and attack it again. 18. Nine. Nine points of damage. Nice. So... As it begins like laughing at you like a hyena does, you look at it directly into the eye, grab it at the front of the armor and just stab him through the belly. And as you eject that blade, you watch his blood pours onto the floor and he just like coughs. <coughs> you watch as he's even more ferocious in his attempt to fight you now. As you pull it out, you watch as this blue energy moves from the wound, freezing it on its exit. I'm going to use my bonus action to use my second wind. I get 16 back. So as you pull out your blade, You sort of put one hand into the ground, stand up, stiffen your resolve, and as you do, you're almost like Captain America. I could do this all day. That then brings us to Halrod's turn. I'm going to aim my uh, oath bow at the remaining knoll. Uh, That first one is a 22. And, uh, ooh, it's a 14 plus 6. Yes, it's 20. All right, so first one will be a 10. And a second one will be nine. Okay. So 19 total. So you watch as this knoll just begins to grab both of Bengor's shoulders and digs its claws into its form. You watch as it opens its mouth and is almost about to bite his face off. How do you kill it? So I see that happening and I knock two arrows into the oath bow and I fire them. One catching the knoll in the chest and the other one catching it in the head. All right. As you do, you watch as it slumps onto your body, Bengor. And you just maneuver your hand so it falls to the side, falling into the pile as well. Um, you hear the yipping and the cries of hyenas all the way around the town. And you also hear what sounds like the crumbling of a building, almost like one begins to fall in on itself. And behind this towering structure of the temple, you can see black smoke beginning to billow into the air. The whole place seems to be lit up by some sort of fire. I'll move over to Bengor. Are you all right, brother? I'll live to fight another day. All right, we've got to get inside and help out the other two. Fight's not over yet. Okay. The Knoll's turn. Roll a perception check, please, Pagram. Seven. Okay, so the first one you see rushing towards you, you feel and hear its footsteps on on the wood. And as you watch it begin to run towards you, your held action triggers, so you can roll an attack on it. That that will hit. Roll your damage on that first one. 70. 17 points of damage. Okay, so as it dives through the smoke, you finally see it just a moment too late. And as it's diving through the air, claws and mouth outstretched towards you, you release your arrow, it hits it directly under the chin. And as it lands, you watch as it then begins to come into range and strike you. Uh, So it'll lay three attacks. That'll be a 10, which I believe misses. Yep. And that one will be a 23. Uh, Uncanny dodge. Okay, so you can halve this. I'll let you renege if you want to use it or not. Oh. It's only four points of damage. Yeah. 
So you watch as the slash goes across the wooden floor and then it comes across and you just dodge out of the way as it nicks part of your armor across your shoulder. The other one, you feel a slash coming from the back as it also saw you. It will do the same thing. The highest one is going to be a 17. 17 hits. Uh, nine points of damage. Yeah, uncanny dodge that one. Reducing it to four. Yep. You watch then as it points its hand up in the air and barks an order at the other. It's going to use its insight rampage, which will then use this creature's reaction to attack you again. It will be a waste because that's 11. They're going to stay there harrying you. It's at that point it comes to your turn. Sorry, Felix, you should have gone before them. My bad. That's all right. I can go because I'm just going to run in and just full on like baseball swing and try and cap that purple one in the head. Go for it. So you run in through the busted doors. You immediately see these two harrying Bagram, and you out of the corner of your eye, Bagram, see this stick just come through the smoke and attempt to smack the creature that's harrying you. You duck just in time to watch it just swoop over your head. That's a natural 20. Beautiful. Roll your damage. 12 points of damage. Very good. It's still alive. Alive. These oh. ones seem a little bit beefier. Natural 20. Nice. Two plus four <laughs> is six. Six points of damage. <laughs> there we go. Levels out. <laughs> All right. So six points of damage. The next attack, you swing around and try to take out his legs, but it, it um hits him in the calves, seemingly like hitting trunks again. Can use my bonus action attack. Mm-hmm. 14. That's just a miss. So as you smack him across the, the head, you watch as you punch him in the cheek. And his cheek doesn't even move, but he looks towards you and growls like, like while my fist is against his face, I'll just stretch out my finger. <laughs> your middle <laughs> finger. <laughs> like a fuck you. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, that then brings us to, after that, it is Bagram's turn. Right, so okay. happy to have an ally. You see Felix harrying this creature ahead of you. I'm just going to basically try and slash at him with my vicious rapier. You have your bow in one hand and you yeah. can draw your rapier and go for the attack. So roll your attack yeah. there. 13. 13 will unfortunately miss. All right. Uh, then I will disengage mm-hmm. and basically kind of just run into the smoke a little bit further, hoping the smoke will kind of... Are you heading north in this room? Or? Uh, to the other side of Felix. Okay. So just past the doorway, past Felix that way, yeah. So. All right. So you duck through the smoke, move behind Felix, and you can see and feel him move past you. Felix, as you hide within the smoke and just sort of move your way around between the poles in order to keep the wisps with uh, your body, your cloak billowing in the same fashion. Bangor, you're first. So what would you like to do first? Can oh, I was going to say, I can't see any of the knolls in there. Can I from where I am? Not from where you are. There's smoke in there too. So you can see the smoke beginning to billow out and you can see as well there is a lick of fire that seems to be emanating through one of the windows as well as if the fire is catching take my movement and try and get as close as I can to where they are. As you begin running, your short dwarven legs, or long for a dwarf, but your short dwarven legs get you just to the precipice. So I'll do that. I'll kick into second gear. And can I make anything out while I'm there? Is there anything? Roll a perception check. Ten. As you're looking through this area, you can see it arced. The doorway seems to be busted open, but it's obscured with smoke. You do hear coming from inside the clash of iron. To your left and to your right, you can see two windows that seem to be on the the walls of this alcove that seems to be leading into you, uh, that seem to go into the actual temple itself. But other than that, you can't see any people to strike or any of your allies around. Well, I guess there's nothing else I can do. End your turn? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to dash for my action, dashing past Bengal, 
but almost my bonus action on the way past, I'm going to feed a potion to it. Okay, so 35 feet will get you there, so you use your movement to move another 35? Yep. But on the way past him, I'll just feed him a, a potion for my bonus action. Feeding somebody else a potion is an action, which you use for your dash. Oh, you can feed so yourself a potion with a bonus action. Uh, there's no point. I haven't taken any damage yet. Can you just hand him a potion and you can use it next you round? You can do that. Oh, yeah, so I'll hand it to him. Yep. Yeah, so I've handed him the potion as a bonus action. All right, so you begin running past as well. You are about 20 feet away from the doorway as you begin running. And I've got nothing else I can do, so that's my turn. Okay, so that then brings us to Felix. I'm going to hit the guy with my stick. Go for it. Uh, that will be a 23. That will hit. I'll be a six points of damage. Six points of damage. He's still up. Cool, same, 23. Uh, that will be 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage, very nice. How do you kill him? Oh, with my first attack, I'll sweep the legs so he sort of goes horizontal and then I'll come down onto, his, onto the front of his face. Smash it onto the floor. And you watch as he causes a dent in the wood as it slams onto the floor and the impact hits him. You slowly move through the fog as you watch it part, almost like your brother did a few months ago. <laughs> as you slowly move forward, you watch as your fists even begin to light up like his did and you sort of crack your knuckles as you see this knoll with a glaive standing in front of you. And like in those like comedy movies that you see of like someone getting straight punched in the nose, I'm just going to do that. The- you get within five feet of him and you just one inch punch, extend your hand. Go for it. 24. 24 will hit. Nine points of damage. So as you extend that punch, you watch as it bops him in the nose and interrupts the middle of his growl. And as you do, you hear this. <laughs> you watch as he shakes his head like a dog that's just been flicked. And you watch as he swings his glaive. Uh, he's going to attack you uh, twice. Oh, that's going to be a 18. Nope. And the next one is going to be a 21. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the first one busts against your... Uh, golden braces, and the next one that comes to you is going to do you 11 points of damage as he slices you directly across the torso, breaking through the power of these braces, it seems. Bagram, you're up. Alright, yeah, bonus action hide, and then hit him with the short ball. Go for it. Roll your attack. 19 plus 6, so... Definitely yeah. a hit. Now you get your and sneak attack sneak on attack, this. Sure do. Because you've got um, Felix within five feet. 12 points. Because you don't hit very often, you can describe this one. <laughs> oh, you look at that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I I see that you just kind of just hit him in the, in the nose. And basically, kind of, he just he brings, the, uh, brings his head back. Mm-hmm. And as he brings his head back, it exposes the neck a little bit. And just goes just straight through the neck and at the spine just behind a little bit. And you watch as Felix doesn't even flinch as he feels the arrow just whiff by him and stick directly into the neck. Bengor and Halrod's turn. You have just been given a potion by Halrod, Bengor. I will actually take that potion. Mm-hmm. So six plus two is eight. Eight. You get eight HP back as you drink this potion as your bonus action. Yes. I'm going to take as much action as I can, which would be 25 25 feet will get you just in the pathway, 15 feet away from the door frame. Mm. So you can use your action now to get 25 feet and get in the room, but then that'll be it. I'll just do that. That way I'm there. 25 feet, you watch as this ice sword-wielding dwarf busts through the door, has his sword by his side, he looks left and right, and you can see Felix harrowing one to your right, and Bayagram is nowhere to be seen because he's hidden. 
I will go in through the door. 35 feet will get you just inside the door. Will I be able to see him from there? Yes, you would. Yes. I am going to try and be a, a quarry hunter here. <laughs> and I'm going to try and take down this knoll with two attacks. The first one will be a 22. Hit. The second one will miss because it will be an 11. That's four damage. Nice. This one's mine, lads. I'll take him. <laughs> as you do, you watch as the arrow just grazes part of his arm and sticks into the wall beside him, just like... Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> you'll go, Felix. Two attacks. Oh, Jesus. All right, one will be a 20, and the other one will be like 10. Uh, one hit. Five points of damage. So you watch as he's taking three hits from you, dodges one, catches the hand, and you watch as he growls in your face as it becomes his turn. 19. I'm across now. And a 15. Nope. 11 points of damage again. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> so he goes to slice you in your dark, and as he does so, he seemed to have uh, orchestrated the feint, and he uppercuts you with the top of the glaive and slices you from leg to, to neck. Bagram's turn. Thank you. Uh, hide again, bonus action, all that fun stuff, mm -hmm. and take uh, another short bow. Please kill him. <laughs> Three and a one. Oh, <laughs> miss. So yeah, so I'm actually just going to use my movement though, basically because Felix is looking pretty rough, isn't he? He is. Kind of run up to Felix and just hand him a potion with my bonus action. Felix, you feel somebody tap you on the shoulder and you turn around slowly and you can see Bangor, uh, Bagram just place a potion vial in your hand. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Bangor's turn. Okay, so I'm going to use my movement to get to the knoll, if I can. You have just enough. I'm going to pull out both my swords, and I'm going to attack him. Go for it. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> slice, slice, completely misses the knoll. This guy harrying your entire party. Is 21. That'll hit. Roll your damage. 11. 11. That's exactly his HP. May as well frost him as well. How do you kill him? I am going to look him in the eye and say, sweet dreams. I'm going to stab him square in his head, All straight right. through his mouth. You watch then as the ice begins to form from the top of his head and moves down his face. And as it does so, his whole head begins to shatter as you twist your blade and he falls to the floor dead. While he's dying, I'm going to smile at him and drink the potion. Blood, blood, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also take one of my potions as well while we're at it? You Since may. there's no, nobody else around. Uh, as Felix turns towards you, you watch as he uncorks it, watch as you have yours. Uh, you Just uncork cheers. yours. <laughs> cheers one another and glug it down. Yeah, Felix, I've run out of potions from all the times I've had to save you. It's at that point you look around and you can see there don't appear to be any more gnolls in here. The sound of combat and harrying happening from outside within the village. You do smell smoke billowing in this area. And as you look towards the north, eastern corner of this room you can see it seems like some of the tapestries have been set on fire that seem to have been keeping this whole place uh, smoky should we try and put out the fires or yeah, get into combat water around I'd say you'd be able to find some holy water <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. you guys have spent some time in here before so you guys would quickly be able to go and gather some water yep. and between the four of you you would be able to tip that out and extinguish and, and, the flame yeah. pull the tapestries down off the wall kind of thing chuck them all in a pile and pour the water over it yep easy enough to do as you do that, where would you be heading now? Also looking in the depths of my knapsack, do realize I do have a potion of healing. Mm -hmm. So I might take another one because yep. I'm still very low. Can do. 
Just a inventory check. How many potions do you guys have left? One. One. Alrod, none. Hang on. Bengor, none. Oh, I've still got a smoke grenade. They were a lot of fun. So, as you guys begin to make this area safe, you hear a voice inside your head that says, Uh, guys, we're going to need some help. Northern section of the town, we're starting to get overrun. Let's go. All right, to the northern section of the town. Be careful, there's a big bastard here. Ooh, is my hunter's mic pointing me in the northern direction? As you focus for a moment, Felix, it certainly is. Damn. All right. That's all right. Let's go get the big booper. He's still my sworn enemy, so I've got advantage. I'll take him down. As you say that, all four of you gather together, run outside the door, and as you exit, you can see strewn across the city, uh, the village, town square, the bodies of the gnolls that you have laid to waste. As you begin running in the northerly direction, you guys can see various different piles that seem to have been the remnants of battle. Some militia you see slain, some gnolls you see slain with arrows into their person. You can see some with rakes across their body that seem to have been there from uh, griffin attack. As you make your way through and past a residential section of the village, you break your way through into one of these courtyards that you can see some houses are sort of clustered in between and you start to hear the sounds of battle coming from the north as fire begins to rage ahead of you. You watch as a griffin begins to duck pretty much about 100 feet away from you down below the line of sight of you guys and you hear clattering and screeching as that begins to occur. As you break directly through into this area, you can see one large knoll that seems to be holding the griffin's beak at the top of the beak and you can see a few different knolls surrounding just fighting off different militia. As you look towards the left, dabs his blade directly into a particular village's body and you watch as he pulls that person off and throws them to the side. You watch as well as the old gentleman that you had previously seen with his sword begins running towards one that just killed that guy. And you can see as he strikes towards him, he slashes down, cuts him across the arm and you can see the knoll sort of look towards him, get his blade and he just swings it directly horizontal and you watch as his head just becomes lopped off. You watch as the old gentleman that was training a lot of the individuals, you watch as his head just tumbles across the cobblestone as he falls to the floor. You watch and see on top of the griffin, Melnan Wargon swinging a sword left and right as he does so. You can see that this is definitely a harrowing fight. It's at that point as well, you can see from the eastern side of this combat area, you watch as Stag begins running through alone, and you can see she's being chased by two gnolls as she's running through. And you hear her say, the eastern side, it's fallen. And she slides into battle as she slides into the barrels right next to you guys. And she says, oh, it's good to see your faces. We're in trouble here. Arm yourselves. And it's at that point as well, you watch and see Melnan shout towards you guys. He says, took you some time. Northeastern section of the, whip of the village. They're starting to take people, load them up on wagons. You need to stop them before they, they move them from the village. I don't know what they're taking them for, but it can't be good. And you watch as he just swings as he does that. Is that where the uh, the big bopper is? The big bopper seems to be being holding the griffin and like fighting him at bay as the rest of the battle seems to be occurring. So what you've basically been told is gnolls are to the northeast section of this battle, incapacitating people and dropping them onto a cart and they seem to be taking them away. But there's also gnolls and people fighting in this area too. You guys take that northeast section, try and stop them... Taking away that cart, I'll help Melnon. Yeah, let's do it, I suppose. You don't want my swords to help you? 
They'll need your swords there. You begin running, right, Yeah. yeah. I, I am going to attack the big guy on my way through, though. As you begin running through, Bayagrim, are you taking path of least resistance here? Uh, yeah, whatever I need to disengage and yeah. not dive into. All right. And so sure I'm out of the way of others. All of you watch Bayagrim as he begins running across this courtyard. You can see him duck underneath uh, a blade that seems to come straight across his person. You can see him also duck behind a, a market stall and then begin jumping across some flower beds as he runs across to the other side of the northeastern section. It's at that point as well, Felix, you begin running, but as you do, you can see this knoll just flick the griffin's head upwards and you can see him with a, a very deadly looking claw just start to throat this creature. And as he does, you watch as it digs in and as he digs it in, you hear this griffin just screech through the air. And he rips out part of this griffin's uh, throat. And you can see that it is definitely on death's door. This griffin seems wearing around left and right. You watch as Melnon loses control of the griffin. Uh, you can see he actually falls off as the griffin begins wheeling back around and actually flies in flight to try and escape. And as it does so, the big knoll is going to try and grab the griffin. And it does. Grabs the leg of it and he pulls it back down to the floor, seeming not to move it anywhere. As you run past him, what would you like to do? Uh, I'd like to try and hit him and stun and strike him. Okay. Uh, roll your attack. Uh, that's a 16. 16 unfortunately misses. You watch as he turns straight around to you. This towering knoll directly over the top of you. You can see this bugbear skull as a pauldron on his shoulder. And you watch as he looks at you. You see these crackling green eyes and this black smoke swelling around him. And he looks to you and he says, Hunger. And as he does so, can you please make a constitution saving throw? Oh, no. <laughs> Come on, This Felix. is not how I planned on this happening <laughs> at all. Oh, man, 14. As he says that, you watch as this darkness begins to envelop you as well. Halrod and Bangor, as you watch, you can see Felix disappears into this smoke. Bagram, as you get to the northeastern side, you turn around because you feel that chill again and you can see him just beginning to swirl in this darkness. You see a green electrical energy crackling around and you've seen this all before. I yell out, Felix, do you see the black smoke now? <laughs> and it's at that point. <laughs> don't hit that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Your body is rigid. You watch as he's straight as a board. You can feel his arms pinned to his side. As you levitate above the air, you watch as the knoll sort of raises you with his hand. And as he does so, you watch as this green crackling energy moves around your body, enters your mouth and moves throughout your system and you are poisoned. I come to a very quick stop and how far away would I be from them? 40-ish feet. Yeah. Can I kind of come to a quick stop, run back about 10 feet-ish, mm -hmm. um, use my mage hand and actually just kind of just take that pyramid box and just kind of bring it towards him and just see what kind of happens. Okay, so you watch as the mage hand reaches into your pouch, the pyramid box moves towards him. Yep. And you watch as soon as you expose it, the knoll looks towards you. Slowly. Yeah. And I just kind of keep bringing it closer, 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 closer. Trying to kind of basically almost like a Ghostbusters kind of trap. Yeah. You watch as it flares and ebbs and flares. Almost roll an arcana check. Three, 21, uh, 22. So you watch as this puzzle seems to react to the presence of this creature, Arumnu, the hungering blight, that seems to be within the body of this knoll. And as it looks towards you, you see that the puzzle doesn't seem to activate or suck it in or do anything like that, but it's definitely reactive to it. Your assumption is you need to do something with this in order to 
recapture mm. the creature, but it does seem to still maintain a connection. However, does it seem to hurt a Rumnu or basically cause any sort of? The only thing it seems to have done is draw its attention to you angrily. Yep. Excellent. <laughs> it then turns and this knoll charges you. So that, that big one. Yep. All right. Bolt towards. I feel like Jack Sparrow run. Like, yeah. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> with the mage hand like, bouncing oh, behind. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I tr- can I hide with this mage hand sticking out my butt? <laughs> All right. So. No. So what I'll get you to do is I'll get you to do an an initiative roll. And if you beat his initiative roll, you can run away from him. Yep. Ten. Ten. (laughs) Look, we'll roll these again. Roll these? Fifteen. He got a thirteen. So you do. You manage to run away. And you watch as you just escape this claw-like grasp. And you watch as you leave to the uh, north-eastern section of the town. His eyes are locked on you. Yep. As you begin running, what are you doing, Bengor? Because Halrod is preparing himself to battle in this area. Bye, guys. I'm gone. <laughs> well, bye. I am actually going to look at Halrod one more time and ask him if he still wants me to stay. I'll keep going. <laughs> go after Bergram. He needs your help. I'm going to go. All right. Felix, you drop to the floor, having the attention moved away from you. What do you do? Look, and Be gone. I got this. You both lock eyes across the battlefield and he oh. watches Halrod gives the gesture to move. Oh, I run off. But as I run off, I yell at you better not die. I'll do my best, but no promises. As you watch your three allies run in the aid of townsfolk being taken away on carts by these gnolls, you make your way into the center of this battlefield. The griffin completely gone. Melnin slung to the floor. You can see as you scan Vera sort of lying down, injured underneath one of these barrels to one of the corners, and you see her sort of crawling over to try and heal a militia member that seems to be also unconscious. You see this knoll and two others begin moving in this area as you just open your arms, shrug your shoulders, and ready for battle. Hi guys, and thank you so much for listening to the latest episode, D&D Valiant Odyssey. In the future guys, if you want to catch up with us outside of the times that the episodes are released, you can come to our Discord. You should find the link in the show notes. If you want to catch up on all the announcements and keep up to date with the Valiant Odyssey action, then there's our socials link as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, we're there. Valiant Odyssey is growing and it's all because of you. So thank you so much for your patronage. Make sure you leave a review on your favorite podcast medium. We'll see you next week. Welcome to the Odyssey.